Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster. And frankly, it all began for me on March the 1st, 1985, when I interviewed one of my music heroes, Leonard Cohn. That one-hour conversation left me feeling so transcendent that I decided I must track down more of my music heroes to talk with. Thus began a career that would lead to me interviewing roughly 1,400 celebrities, not all of whom were my music heroes or heroes, I hasten to add. But one of these interviewees was Tom Jones, whose music I'd loved since I bought his early single called Once Upon a Time. As it transpired, I interviewed Tom three times. We did our first face-to-face interview in Dublin in 1989, and during that chat, Tom stopped, laughed, and said, Hey, talking to you is dangerous. It's like talking to a mate in a pub. I have to remind myself, you're an interviewer, and I better be careful what I tell you. But Jones continued being as candid with me as he could, and afterwards he brought me down to his hotel room to meet his wife, Linda. Either way, what you're about to hear is the second part of a phone chat we did for the Irish Times. And here I must say thank you to all the fellow fans of Tom Jones who told me they loved the first part of this podcast, particularly when they watched the visualised version on YouTube, and they also engaged with me in many a chat about Tom. By the way, if you want to read some of the articles I wrote about Tom Jones and many of the other celebs I interviewed, check out joejacksoninterviewer.com. Okay. All right. I have just one question on how is uh, Linda? Because, I mean, the last time we talked, you you denied the divorce rumors that came out of those tabloid stories about whoever it was. Uh, I can't remember who it was, a 20-year-old girl. I mean, is that that still true? And was she there on the tour to keep an eye on you, Tom? What, my wife? Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't there to keep an eye on. She came on the tour because she had never really done it before. Right, right. You know, right. And she'd never been to Ireland because you know last year she came to Ireland with me. Sure, I know that. Sure, I fleetingly saw her that day. Right. So I mean, are, are you? Are those rumours? I notice there's not that much of that going on. But then a lot of our readers would not have read our press denial. So I mean, you're you're denying that again that your marriage Definitely. is on the rocks. Definitely. Right, right. The only difference, you know, the thing was with I think what started it was. The, Buying the house in Wales. Right. And my wife spending time there. Right, right. So it was like some, uh, I don't know what paper it was, but somebody said that, well, you know, his wife lives in Wales and he lives in Los Angeles. Right. You know, what? Which is, which well, is not true. Right, right. But there was also those pictures turning up of you and other women. And oh, we did. Oh, Christ, there's been, you know, there's been pictures of me and other women. Right. All the way through it, but it means nothing. Well, I'm not, we already remember, we, we did talk in 89 about, remember I did say to you about the the very serious, the kind of Marjorie Wallace thing and a suicide attempt, and you said that occasions like that, and maybe the Charles Manson thing was your quote, if I remember correctly, make you wary of just looking at a woman from the stage and saying, I'd love to, and going for it. Right. That is still a position. Yes, there's no, it's, it's not as easy as that. Right, right. You know what I mean? And I know that. There's, there's more problems than there is pleasures. Right, from, right. From messing around, you know. I mean, and, uh, really, it, 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 you just can't do it. Right, right. So, so you're saying you've been a good boy of late? Yes. <laughs> uh, I know they're difficult questions, Tom, but these people have a particular image of you. I, uh, I, I have heard Irish people describe you as, and one person said this, and I didn't use it in their interview because I didn't particularly want to, that your image of Brown Ireland going right back to 64 was that you're the greatest hammer man in the history of rock. The greatest hammer man. Oh, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm, I guess a lot of our readers would expect that, would have that image, or have this image of, as the ultimate male stud, you know? So, I mean, that's the image they're going to have, and it's either kind of you, you address that or not. Well, the other view we, we, we talked about was that, like a Welsh man, you, you might be terrified of the missus. What, being Welsh? Yeah. Well, Welsh-Irish, it's very much like the woman in control, no? No, I wouldn't think that. I'm, I'm never... I mean, it's, when I was growing up in Wales, it was like, uh, you know, the husband went to work and the, and the wife... Right. So it was. I mean, and I was misquoted with that once, too. I remember. Saying that, I, you know, that I thought that, you know, men should go to work and women should stay at home. Well, you see, that's one of those quotes that I'd also like to get out of the way in the Irish Times because it's all adults who are reading this one. Yeah. Uh, that's something I've seen even since... Well, not, we're not going to change it in one shot, but I've seen that quoted so many times that they might say that, that the, the fact that Linda has lived a quiet life, has lived sometimes apart, has lived in your shadow, kind of suggests that you do believe that she, she should have served you right along and, and a, a woman's role is to serve us a man. No, but the, the reason that that's... Um happened like that is that I respect her wishes. Right. She is a quiet person. Right. She doesn't, you know, I mean, and she's a very private girl. She's not, and, and I've always respected that. She right. asked me, you know, would, would you mind if I didn't go here, or would you mind if I didn't, and I'd say, look, if you, know, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, then don't do it. Right, right. It's always been her idea about not going to, uh, to functions, you know, to show business functions, or to do interviews. So would you kick out the suggestion that she's sacrificed her life for you? Uh, oh, my God, that's... You know, you'd have to ask her that question. Sure, sure, you know, I mean, sure. I don't feel that. Right, right, I don't right. know whether she does. It's right. never... I mean, that question's never uh, cropped up. Right, right, right. I've never... I've never Okay, well then the last question in that very tricky area, and sorry again for this, but this is part of my job. I understand. Uh, just the, the view that that as uh, that you are that you have mistreated women, be it your wife or other women, and that you basically a lot of feminists would think of you as the ultimate bastard to women. I mean, do you do you meet that daily? Do you, how do you answer it? Right. That, uh, you know, women belong in the home and men yeah. should go and that kind of thing. Uh, I've had trouble from um, women's lip organizations. Right, right. I used to. How though? What did they do? Pick at the shows or what? Uh, no, I, I'd get nasty letters from All right. them. And, and if I met any of them in person, you know, I mean, they'd even get down to um, uh, when I did She's a Lady. Right. Um, some women said that they, you know, they didn't like it, even the ending in the song. It sounded like, uh, you know, she's all you'd ever want, you know, and all this business. And they said it's, it's, it's not... Uh it's not right, you know what I mean? I think, I think they, a lot of them fight against the word lady because it reminds them of Lord. Maybe, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. But she, they, they didn't like it anyway. Right. This is what I was getting from them. Until then I recorded a song called Puppet Man. Yeah. You know, and in the, 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 the lyric in that is like I'm a puppet for you, you know what I mean? Right, right, you know, right. You want to see me do my thing, baby, pull my string. You know, you can sort of pull my strings. So then they, you know, they had letters say, oh, well, you know, that's right, you write the wrong now because you've recorded the song about, you know, so it gets to that, you know. Right, so what do you think they are? They're bringing the, a big issue down to very silly levels. I think so. Right, right, because, right. Um, and being misquoted, so I mean, I've, I've, that misquote has really uh, followed me around. Right, right, since, right. Since, since it was first said. And then I went, I did a, a show for the... Um, for Women's Lib Organization in Washington. 
Right. You know, and because they asked me that, I said I would love to do it because this is the thing that uh, you know that I that I want to try and clear up. When was that? Um, like way God. way back. Yeah, well, yeah, seventies. Um, late seventies, yeah. Right, right, right. Seventy-eight, seventy-nine, somewhere around there. Okay. So, and, um, you know, so that's it. I wanted to get it cleared away because I don't want the one thing I I, I don't want. I don't like people to dislike me. All right, all right, all right. And, unless they unless they tell me why. Okay. Okay. You know, and, and, I'll, and I'll try and straighten them out. And if they still do, then then it's not my fault. So, what was the response that night when you did the show? It was great. Did you talk to them afterwards and all that? Or? Yeah. Oh, I, I talked before. Right. You right. Know, I said, look, you know, when they were always on about that misquote, why did you say then that, um, you know, men should go to work and women should should look after the children at home? I said, I didn't. Say, I said that's when I was brought up by for a woman to to go to work and have the kids come home and, and, and cook their own food. Right. Right. So my mother felt that she should be there for my sister and myself, and she felt that. But, my father didn't bloody have it on the chain, you know, but... Sure. You know, that's, that's the kind of thing that um, that was going on. But then, didn't you... I've talked to a lot of male stars, and I suppose even I as myself, I come from a working-class background. There's a lot of things you pick up without questioning it. And maybe at various points in your life, you have to reevaluate your attitude to women. I mean, surely you had to, as a man, come to those moments. Well, I tell you, it's, it's again, it's being um, um, misconstrued. It's... When I used to talk about pubs in Wales, right. and I still do, about that the women were not allowed in the public bar. Right. You know, now some American women especially say, how can that be? I mean, you can't tell women that you can't go to public bar. I said the reason for it was that men, especially working class, you know, Welsh coal miners and factory right. workers, right. they like to be in a place where they can use bad language and break wind if they want to. <laughs> right. You know, without, you know what I mean? Right, sure. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Sorry, or you know that kind of thing. So that's the reason it, it was to protect the women, rather right, than right. But is that how, is that how you are? I mean, do you like to find that space where you can get away from all the women? Yeah, right. yes, I do, and I and, right. I and I don't like bad language used in front of women. Okay. I don't like, you know, I mean, I, I I just don't like it. It rubs me the wrong way. I suppose it's because of you know being brought up that way. Sure, but, but then I there are the. I don't, you know, I mean, with me, right. men, when I'm. Yeah. You know, it's it's every other word is fucking. Sure, I mean, sure, sure. I even put it in the middle of a word sometimes. Oh, but, yeah. That's very know. Irish. Well, no, you know what I mean. No, <laughs> yeah, you I break mean, up a syllable. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But with, when there's women around, it, it, it automatically shuts off for me. Well, you know, Tom, there are going to be probably feminists who would say that if we were equal to men, you should be cursing in front of us, too. Well, this is it, but I, I, don't, I don't, anyway. All right, right. So if women want to do it, then fair, you know, that's up to them. Whoever... You know, but I don't like other men swearing in front of women either. I All right. It, it rubs me the wrong. But I'm sure it's because of training. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. My mother didn't like it, and my father couldn't use it in the home, and it's like that. So. But don't you have a right as a man to say I have to be true to what I am, irrespective of what they're all saying now is politically correct? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, I do, and I, but that's what I feel, though. Right, right, you know, right. I, Sure. It's still based upon the way I was brought up, but okay. I, I agree with them. If I didn't, I wouldn't. You know what I mean? If yeah, I, yeah. If something happened in my childhood that I thought, oh, this is bullshit, you know, I can't put up with this, then I would have changed it. Right, right. Okay, I have only three or four more questions in case you're getting anxious. You know the way... <laughs> I told you it was going to be these serious questions, didn't I? All right. 
Uh, the, the last question on that, I've seen recent, and they're not just by women, but by people who look on male sex symbols, right? And they say that male sex symbols tend to, and you can turn this around to Madonna if you like, male sex symbols tend to turn women into just passive dreamers, and all they ever do is long to get this man, and that's kind of a way of keeping them under control. Do you ever read that kind of theory? You know what I'm saying? You know what they're saying? And it's like they, their focus becomes just an obsession with Tom Jones and they're just kind of fantasists. Well, no, well, let me say this. Um, I think people look and listen to, to entertainers and, and see different things. Right. They don't all see the same. You can't say, oh, now the women in the audience see you this way and this is what they want from you. All right. That's almost sexist. Yeah, I don't agree with that. You know right. what I mean? I, right. I think that there are some women, yes, definitely, they are the ones that hang around, and they are the ones that, you know, if I go outside the hotel, they'll be the ones that are sitting around outside and that, that kind of thing. Right. They can be obsessed, but they only a handful. So what do you do with the obsessive ones? I mean, they're going to arrive in, at your Dublin hotel, aren't they? They're probably going to read this interview. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, how, do you, how do you deal with that? Do you welcome them or tell them to get lost? It, it all depends on, on, on what they want and how. But when I, um, the kind of people I'm talking about is when I travel... Um, not so much in Ireland because I'm not there that often. Right, right, right. When I do shows in, in, in the States especially, right. when I go to certain cities, those people are there. And they trap, they follow you? Yeah, and, and they're the same people. And I know that these people, it's more than, than, than listening to me sing and, and, and uh, enjoying my talent. Right, but is it just... And, 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 right. and I handle it in that way, though. Well, it's not just... doesn't just sound then like women who want to bed you. If they... Uh, they may be part of it. It could be, but I mean, some of those women, you know, they're older than I am, some of them, they know they're not oh, all right. uh, sort of young. Right, uh, right. Some of them, are, I feel sorry for some of those people because, um, you know, they latch onto an entertainer and it becomes part of their life. Oh, I see, yeah. Well, I mean, that's also, you're getting, you're getting near the John Lennon territory, the Mark Chapman, the, the person who was obsessed with Jodie Foster. I mean, this well, is dangerous. Know. Yeah, that's, well, this is the thing that, you know, you know that I'm always aware of, I'm always, it's always there in the back of my mind, you know, that when people are, are hanging around like that. Right, right, right. You know, how, how, long, how long are they going to just be like that? I mean, will one flip one day? Who knows? Sure, but you do have bodyguards. I do, yes, when, I, when I'm, yeah. but less, I've, I've had less, because, you know the fellow that was with me the last time? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, Chris Montgomery. I don't think he was with you the last time, was he? He was there the first, I, when I met you in London, he was there, but That's I don't remember right. seeing him. He was there the last time, sorry, right. no, he was already gone by then. Right, okay. Yeah, but he, you know, I mean, he was a good man, so I thought. All right. You know, he was an ex-army man, and he was, it was like that, but then he, uh, you know, he let me down. Why, how? Well, first of all, he started using my credit card. Oh, wow, right. You know, I mean, he had my credit card, because he used to go and buy things for me. Oh, right. You know what I mean? He had to go and pick up stuff, and sometimes you'd have to, sometimes if you're going to check out of a hotel, they won't let you know, sometimes. Right, He had right. to have some access to... Right. Money. So we had a credit card, and he and he, he used it for himself. All oh, right, right. To right. get bills, all kinds of bills from places I'd never been, you know. All oh, right, right. So but when I confronted him with it, he said uh, he was very sorry, and he would pay it back given time. Right. But when somebody does that to me, I can't have him around me anymore. Sure, sure. You lose trust. Yeah. So I had to let him go, and then he, you know, there was a whole thing in the news. Of the world came out about. Uh, oh, this. Did, this oh, this is all about your women and, and the way you mistreated people and used him. Yeah. To, to to tell those women to fuck off if they came to you afterwards. Was that those? Yeah. 
Right, right. How do you respond to him then? I mean, do you not go after him or anything? Well, you know, I mean, I hope I don't see him. All right. You know, right, I mean, those right. people, I'd, I'd rather not see them anymore. Right. Rather than be confronted with it because I don't know what I would do. You know, I mean, it's one of those things that I... Sure, I'd sure. I'd rather not face it. Right. Okay, I've, my last question, and I said this to you during our last interview, I don't know what it is, I think I got this from my upbringing with my dad, I love truth. Now, my big nightmare is that when your biography is published after you die, it'll make a big live hour interviews. So tell me now, what's the worst thing that will be revealed? The worst thing will be revealed, there isn't, there isn't, there is no, I have no skeletons in the closet. Right, right. Suggested. Oh, that hasn't been suggested, exactly. Right, right. There would be no truth. There would be no truth coming out um, that hasn't already been suggested. That will make all your fans feel like they were had for years. Right. Right, There right. is nothing like that. Okay, no. last question on your music. How You know this, new, this whole new country explosion over there? I mean, to me, you'd be well placed to go in and do some of that stuff. I mean, what what are you now going? Where are we going to see you go musically in terms of recordings? Um, well, it, that, that, you know, that's a hard thing for me to, to decide because I want to do um, some soulful stuff. You know, okay. I, mean, I want to make some really good, strong songs. Okay. Um, but I don't think it would be country unless. Unless somebody came up, you know, it all depends on the material. Sure, sure. You know, if, if a song came my way and I thought, Christ, that's a bloody good song. Right. You know, it could be, like when I did the Green Green Grass of Home, you know, it was the first country song that's right. that I recorded, but yeah. when I heard it, I thought, I have to do this. Right, right, right. You know, so, whatever that song comes from, that's what I'll do. Right, because I have noticed, I've just come back from Nashville too, that they're now embracing singers who have more of a rhythm and blues bass. Yes. And they don't mind if you're hauling in kind of music by black artists and all that, whereas they used to be very racist. Well, this is true. But the only the, the, the difference I see with it is I watched the award show last night, oh, the right. country award show last night. Right. Even though they're doing sort of um, uh, country rock, yeah. the singers still sound like country singers. All right. And this is the, you know, what I've observed is that when I, when I was making some country records for Polygram in the early 80s. Yeah. I st even though I was singing country songs, my, my sound of my voice is not country. Right. So they can't really, they can't grasp that, you know what I mean? It, it's um, like a country singer, for instance, like Ronnie Millsap. Yeah. Can record any day now, which he did. Okay. Right, which, which was basically done by, I mean, originally it was Chuck Jackson. That's right, yeah, I know what I have it. Right. Yeah. So, Ronnie Millsap does it, but because he's got this country sound in his voice, he had a country hit with it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a country singer can take a non-country song and get a country hit with it. Right. Because when he does it, or she does it, it sounds country. So what's the difference, Tom? Is it that you have too much emotion, too much power that maybe, or what is it? I mean, because they say that people like Solomon Burke, didn't he do Just Out of Reach? Was that him? Yes, who, yes what, he, that he put black emotion into a country song. Yes. And then Ray Charles did the same thing. That's right. So you don't think, you, th you think the new breed don't do that, don't have that kind of black element? Well, no, what, what I'm saying is that when Solomon did Just Out of Reach and when Ray Charles did that country album, yeah. it went pop. Right, right. They, they took country songs, you see, but they didn't go country, you know what I mean? Right. Those right. songs were not big country.
glass of warm. It went pop. Right. It was a, it was a minor country hit. Sure, 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 sure. So do you do you feel lost then between different musics or or you know trying to find your focus yet? I've always had that. Right. I've always been. Um, <laughs> I mean, not me. I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I would like to be able to sing any anything and everything. Right. You know that I feel and be accepted for that. But um, the powers that be, you know, they they always want to they 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 want to feel safe in knowing that you're in a certain category. Right. You know that they say, right. oh yes, I listen to you know so and so so and so records because I like rhythm and blues. Right. You right. know, and I listen right. to uh, Ronnie Millsap because I like country music. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. They say, well, I listen to Tom Jones. Oh really? Oh well, what, you know what exactly is that? Right. Right. You know, right. It's difficult for them to place me, and I understand why because I've covered a a, a wide area of music and have never sounded um, authentic in that in that particular. Music, inauthentic uh, in the way that, like when I do a country song, I'm, I have to do it my way. I have to sing it the way I feel it, not right. the way um, that a country singer would feel it. Well, Tom, I have, uh, and I was just playing them this afternoon, two of my favorite albums of yours that I've had since I was a boy are the 13 Smash Hits and the Green Green Grass of Home. One to me is country and the other is, is rock and soul. Right. I'd, I'd say there's authenticity at the base of both of them, or maybe I'm being over-romantic in my memories. No, you, you know you're right. But what I'm saying is, when I, when when I did those country songs on on the Green Green Grass of Home, they were country songs. Right. But they were still me. You know, you could. Yeah, tell, yeah. Right. I knew it was me doing it. I wasn't. I didn't change my style of singing. Right. To right. The music. Okay. So we can't say then. Where I can't tell everybody what we can expect down the line. We're just going to have to wait and see. That's right. All right, Tom. Because I don't even know myself. Right. Listen, I thank you very much for, for m meeting what I know were pretty cheeky and challenging questions. Well, that's, you know, it's, it's better that way, I think. Right, in all it's our more interviews. Anyway. Huh? It makes it more interesting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, so I'll see you later when you come over here. Very good. Bye. All the best. Bye. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. And as I said, if you want to read any of the articles I wrote, check out joejacksoninterviewer.com.